0: Sports (laughs) trivia, when asked, who did the Rams lose their first ever home game, quote-unquote home game, (laughs) because it was fanless, (sighs) in 2020, and we all will know who that team was. It was a depleted, dominant,
1: great (laughs) team. The footnote, Kyle that's Shanahan. a little bit too long of a footnote. I think I'll just say the 49ers and you know, I don't, you don't care which one to read. And next to that asterisk there, I'm the going to
0: upload. I'm going to upload this audio clip so that people can play <laughs> it. Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Wikipedia no. future, when when audio clips can be played, you know, next to pronunciation, it's going to be like footnotes. You know, audio footnotes. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, boy, I'm pumped.
1: Thank you for downloading and listening to West Box Score again. My name is Alex Gonzalez. I'm joined once again by my homie from the Fox Crate Podcast, Sonny and Mono. What's up, Sonny? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, dude? We're waiting. The streets are waiting. We're refreshing our uh, <laughs> our podcast feeds. What's up? Good. Fo- episode two of the Fox Crate. We're waiting. It's
0: coming. Remember, we we. If you listen to episode one at the very end, I I hesitated to promise a a regular, unlike this show, we're not going to stick to a regular schedule. So just keep us in your feed. Just keep us in your feed. Subscribe to the Fox Crate podcast. And it's going to be like Christmas morning every time. It's going to pop up and be like, oh, shit. So uh, yes,
1: thanks for tuning in, man. It's a special surprise, and I know you heard that laugh there. Welcome back to the starting quarterback of West Box Score, Donald Paz. What's up, Donald? How you doing, buddy? Yo,
2: what's going on, guys? i uh, doing good. Doing good. Feeling feeling better. You know what I mean. So yeah, it's it's been really good. It's been okay. good. I, I feel good to be back for sure. It's good to have missed you back, it. man. You were yeah, missed man. last week. Uh, yeah.
1: Luckily, we didn't blow up this podcast. We were, uh, <laughs> it was close. We were peaking. Yeah. yeah, we were hitting the red.
0: Twitter almost put a label on the conversation because of all the shit Alex was spewing. <laughs> you know. I think so. we
1: got verified on Twitter as this is yeah. actual, factually correct. All of it was correct. All of my stuff was correct. Yeah. So they God, they, you they were almost automatically they,
0: they, they are auto- almost automatically put kicked us over to
1: parlor. <laughs> we're in uh we're in a bunch of subreddits now so yeah you know but we're fine we're fine we're still here westbox score on your google uh, podcast apple podcast spotify wherever you download them we're still here for now for now uh donald so we were hoping you well last week you missed your chance at spike that football dude your bolts came away with a big win yeah
2: yeah no it was it was really good to see them get a w so that was really cool um yeah, it was it was really good to see that. Uh, but I know real quick, um, I wasn't here last weekend. And I want to say that it's because uh, I got the news that my grandfather passed away Friday night. Um, I got to see him that morning while he was still alive. So obviously with that, I texted you guys, I told you. And it was a rocky thing because uh, Saturday, which was the next day, was actually his birthday. So come Sunday, I knew that obviously we have our games and everything, but you know, I just really wasn't up to it. I, I just was not good. I was sounding really sad all weekend. And um, yeah, I know I texted you guys, I was, you know what, I'm, I'm, I can't do it this weekend. I, there's no way I could talk about sports. And given that I knew I was going to talk about, I thought I was going to talk about a Chargers loss uh, last weekend. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it's bad enough I have to talk about these guys losing again. Um, I lost my grandfather. So mm-hmm. oh, man, but you know what? Time heals everything. And, uh, it's been a week now and every morning you wake up, you feel a little bit better about what happened, um, more at peace. And you just kind of remember the good and everything. But, uh, yeah, man, in regards to the chargers, man, it was, it was cool seeing my phone blow up with notifications from the score shout out to the score app uh, telling me that they were up they were up touchdown touchdown and that um i forgot who they played last weekend but you know oh the jets right the windless jets and uh, that the jets just didn't have anything to come back with uh so yeah i was really surprised um obviously i think if they had did if they did lose to the jets that would be really bad like it almost felt like someone had to get fired but i'm glad they didn't that you know well who knows maybe this after this weekend we'll have some news because they did lose today so uh they lost to that bills mafia team a really good bills team and uh credit to them their defense i didn't realize it's not until that a team plays your team that you start to realize certain things even though analysts and all that buzz about it um but yeah that pass rush is is a real deal for the bills Mm -hmm. those guys just like run after you and um it was crazy, but it was cool. Like last weekend, seeing the Chargers do their thing. These, this weekend, it was just a bizarre ending. Um, that last minute was like a really controversial minute. I mean, you talk about like probably the worst one, more, worse than the one uh, against, uh, was it the Raiders? Where there was like a lot of uh, flags at the end zone. And, you know, the Michael, was it uh, uh, Mike Williams caught it, but they didn't rule it a touchdown and all yeah. that stuff. So this one was a lot more bizarre. This one was... A really weird last minute where it just looked really confused and it it, there's a lot of miscommunication happening with the head coaching and the rest of the coaches so I feel like uh that that there's going to be something that's going to be talked about with that um there was just it was just really bad uh and I think that uh definitely there's 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 something bad coming to the organization I think someone's going to be let go uh, just really bad uh, clock management, really bad uh, play management. So the game management was not there. Um, it was really bad. And the thing is that you're playing against the Buffalo Bills who are at the top of their division and um, really give you a little to no room to make mistakes. So it was really crazy seeing that. But, uh, I I even saw Justin Herbert on that last play, just look frustrated. He like looked at his like little playbook thing that they have in their arm. And he just looked like he was shaking his head. Like, like he was not having it. Um, so I guess it's, it's, it's starting to hit a bit of a tipping point, even with the rookie quarterback that, uh, I don't know if it's the offensive coordinator or if it's Anthony Lynn, but, uh, there's, there's a lot of miscommunication happening in those, in those headsets between the guys upstairs and the guys on the field. And, uh, Man, it, it's going to suck. And I'm sure the GM, Tom Telesco, is going to have something to say about that for sure. If I felt it. So I was like, I felt bad for the for the, for the the staff more than the players. <laughs> the players did their thing, man. Joey Bosa recorded three sacks. Really great. It's crazy. Between him and Ingram, I know they're a great duo. But when Joey Bosa's not there, you can feel it. But when Ingram's not there, it, Joey Bosa can pick up the slack really well. And uh, yeah, it was really cool seeing that. So yeah, man, it, overall... A uh, tough Chargers loss, but I think uh, there's there's something glooming that's
1: going to happen. I, I I I see it happening. Man, Donald the bot coming in hot off of there with Ooh. this take right away, man. <laughs> Ooh. Jesus, you know who he reminds me of right here with a lot of these takes is John Taffer from Bar Rescue. Just shut it down. Everything, is, you know, <laughs> this you got to shut all this down. Restart everything. The Galaxy, the Chargers, everybody, shut it all down. Yeah, yeah, wow. for real.
2: For real, especially because the announcers kept saying there's so much talent on that Chargers side. Mike Williams, you know, Keenan Allen. The Austin Eckler came back that was huge he helped a lot he did he did more work than they were expecting him to because they were going to put him on like a on a limited kind of like pitch count to use an MLB term um but they had to use him more than they needed. and he was willing to do more which is crazy he, he put himself out there so they had all this all these weapons defensively they had their guys out there and it just feels like this was a big bad coaching like fumble like this was this falls on the coaching bad like really bad so I don't know man I think this might be it for for some of these guys in the in the on the staff on the coaching side for sure.
1: Hmm. Interesting. This is making me re re-analyze my take as we are about to talk about the West Buck score clasico that was <laughs> the LA Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers and this in that first half <laughs> seeing the Rams down 7 to 3 it's like what is going on here? This is these are the lowly 49ers. They should Sunny's <laughs> face. <laughs> they should not be, ha- these are the first place Los Angeles Rams against the bottom feeding San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and, and I was just like, they should not be having this tough time with them. And I'm like, come on, Rams, you guys gotta pull out this, find a way to pull out this win. Goff. Figure it out. Read the second reads. Like, look at the second routes. You've got second routes wide open. But no, he forces the first route and just terrible passing. Interceptions galore. It's just Goff being Goff. And it's like, this is not our quarterback. Hashtag not my quarterback here. And it's now listening to you, Donald, it's kind of like I want to – I gotta give credit to those goddamn 49ers. It's like that Bill's mafia, too. Like as much as we're calling you're calling for the you know changes in your chargers, I you got that Bill's mafia is legit. And it's making me wonder, can this 49 er team, as depleted as they are, be that good? As Sonny's been saying. I don't wanna believe him, but he's got a point because now the Niners have beaten the Rams twice. Once very convincingly. Without question, but this this time today, this Sunday, it was a close game, and I really expected the Rams to pull out, grind out that win when they were up twenty to seventeen. Was it something like that? And I expect fully expected them to. That's it. The Rams got it out of the way now, but I also knew with time on the clock, the Rams, then the, the, with Goff trying to secure a win is like I don't trust this quarterback to secure the bag here. I don't trust him. This is not our this is not our guy. Sure enough, he doesn't. The um, Niners come back to tie it. And then after a tie game, it's like, this is this is it. This is not my quarterback to put points on the board for our Rams. And they didn't. They didn't. Of course they didn't. And then what happens on that final drive? Your boy, Debo. Debo. Ah, oh, god damn it. That was, he he had himself a game, didn't he? Didn't he, Sonny? Welcome back, Devo, <laughs> dude. It must be
0: Thanksgiving weekend because I got all the fixings here. Oof. You know, it was a it was a gloomy Thanksgiving Eve following the tough loss that my LAFC, uh, you know, COVID, t- <laughs> you know, team, Los Angeles faced. Football COVID. That's right, um, but. We had all the fixings ready today, man. All the leftover. Man. We had the turkey. We had even the dressing, which I don't give a fuck for, man. Like, <laughs> you know, it was all delicious and tasty. And Just extra, extra stuffing. S- slobber knocker of a game. <laughs> to take a term from from wrestling. Good old Jr. Um, Shout out. That's right, man. What a game. I, mm. Let me tell you that when we texted, we didn't text much during this game, as, we, as not. we've referenced plenty of times on this podcast that we do have it active on Twitter. Yes, an <laughs> active uh group text or chat going on uh-huh. that's endless and it goes on for days. And uh we actually surprisingly it was it was pretty quiet. Radio into, silence, uh, yes. Yeah, going into today's game, you know, um there was there was one text that Donald the bot sent saying, you know, again reminding us that this was The wbs classical that's right for uh in that alex and and my niners were facing off (laughs) and you know i had the text ready to go and I, i decided not to send it because i was like i don't want to put this energy into the world but the text was going to read like this it was going to say if your rams don't beat this version of the 49ers they are certified trash. <laughs> that's, that's what my text message was gonna be, I promise you. And I decided to not send it because I was like, you know what? I, I don't even wanna I don't even want to put that out there. It's Thanksgiving weekend after <laughs> all. You know, it's that's like the just, holidays. Let's, let's all just be enjoy nice. Enjoy the game for what it's gonna be. <laughs> Win, lose, or draw. And I think it's safe to say. The Rams are certified trash. I will say this. this
1: I don't think my Rams are trash. I think my Rams have an elite defense. Oh, 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 you have an elite
0: defense? You have an elite, you have a nice defense. Let me tell you, let me tell you about elite defenses, okay? Elite defenses are the ones that pull their sorry offense constantly out of trouble. How many times
1: can they do this, though? Four turnovers, week in, week out.
0: To elite, oh, do you think you think we're five and six because of our glorious offense right no,
1: that's do you fair. think
0: do you think we're five and six because Nick Mullins has been carried us? <laughs> no, it's because we have even depleted we have by far when healthy the best defense in the NFL when not healthy a great defense in the NFL and I think we've proven that and we proved that again today because uh, we went. T- pound for pound, we went punch for punch with a Rams defense that for the most part is f- fully healthy and a Rams yeah. offense that for the most part is fully healthy. Right. You know, so and and that that are being coached by this this fucking stupid ass nickname, pre preordained uh genius. genius but yes. If he's your genius, then Kyle Shanahan is his daddy because <laughs> Kyle Shanahan owns him. And and you know, there's all this talk about the Niners. Uh, not going to be able to play their next few home games at home because of uh, the COVID lockdown that's happening up in Santa Clara that I'm sure we'll get into it right. a, in a bit. But uh, last, they should have made this a, a loser-goes-home match or, or a winner-takes-home <laughs> match because this is our stadium now. Wow. I think we're the first road team to actually that christen true. Chris in this stadium, at least when playing the Rams, can't speak to the Chargers. Sorry, Donald. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but when the when the Rams colors are up in there, this That's was their the first, first Rams their loss. Their at first Rams yes. loss ever. Let the history show. <laughs> Sports <laughs> trivia: When asked who did the Rams lose their first ever home game, "quote unquote" home <laughs> game because it was fanless. <laughs> In 2020, and we all will know who that team was. It was a depleted, dominant,
1: well, the, great. The, the footnote, Kyle That's Shanahan, a little bit too long of a footnote. I think I'll just say the 49ers, and
0: you know, I you don't need, care which of the read.
1: In next to that asterisk. I, there in the I'm footnotes. gonna upload. I'm gonna
0: upload this audio clip so that people can play <laughs> to it. The Wikipedia, Wikipedia, page, Wikipedia no? future <laughs> when when audio clips can be played you know next to pronunciation it's going to be like footnotes you know audio footnotes Ooh, yeah um Ooh, yeah <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yeah boy I'm the deeply injury ridden
1: 25 man <laughs> loss to injuries man dude Over, i what, am i am
0: pumped man because ask me do i think we're still going to suddenly now make a run into the playoffs no i okay, i don't good. think so i don't think so um <laughs> Of course, we're close enough to where they're they're keeping us hooked as Niner fans, and we're gonna, of course, tune in and cross our fingers as we play Bills Mafia next watch. Monday night. Yeah, exactly. But um, but this game just proved what I've been saying all along, and that's that when healthy, we are who we thought they are,
1: <laughs>
0: and that's a Super Bowl contending team. And when you measure them when against, healthy. and when you and when you measure them against a team like the Rams that the Rams are who we thought they are frauds. So, <laughs> so that today just was proof. This season was proof because I believe we are now two and zero against your Rams, Alex. And I know, I know, I'm coming in hot with this. You're, I know, you have, hey man, you, you can enjoy. <laughs> spike that football, guys.
1: Spike it. Um,
0: <laughs> no, in all seriousness, man, it was it was a great game. I was it's nailed a big by rivalry
1: that. game, man, yeah. and it's a big rivalry win. You've Aaron got Donald two of them was,
0: now. Aaron Donald was manhandling our our line and was growing. By the minute, yes. and I was just thinking, oh man, that's it. It's a wrap. Especially when we lost the lead, I yeah. thought, there's no way that's it. The Rams have all the momentum. They got that mojo going, and our defense just got that one last stop. Man, that's two it. two two critical stops, but one yes. one last stop that gave us the ball back. And yeah, you know, shout out to Nick Mullins for at least not blowing it because I. I'll admit I was expecting him to turn it over, fumble it, take a sack, <laughs> something that was going to end in a negative result at the end. But uh, but it didn't happen, and we walked out of there with a win. And and now to the next point, and that's like I think we could talk about the the shit show that is the NFL under uh, under this COVID, th- this world that is COVID, and trying to play a, f- a quote unquote regular season, or as regular as you can get. In this climate, man. Well, it's
1: it's so weird now in California and especially L.A. County how they're, you know, mentioning new safer at home orders and these new closing just constantly changing how we're approaching uh, the counties of um, approach, you know, keeping the numbers down, the hospitalization rates down. And in California, more so is very conservative in that in that sense where we're just hey play it safe, play it safe to stay home. And I don't knock it. Obviously, I, I, I get it. And one of those first casualties has to be sports. You know, it has to be. It's not an essential business, no matter how much we want it to be, especially us, us, us three as sports fans. It's just not. And if we have to shut down sports just to keep everyone else safe, man, so be it. I mean, if these teams are willing to go to Texas and and, and try to get their camps up there, I mean, let them try. I I I wouldn't mind seeing the the you know, the Texas Rams for a little while. I mean, I don't I would still watch my team. <laughs> weren't they I, just
0: the Texas Rams or something like that a little while ago? <laughs> the St. Louis Rams? Nah, Might as well they, be the Texas Missouri, Rams. Man. So they're going back home then.
1: <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> going back to their unofficial. Uh, that wasn't really their home. Their original home. <laughs> by right afuera, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, where are your Niners gonna go? Where were your Niners going? Well, okay, let's rewind. Donald, can
0: you Donald, can you inform the audience on exactly what what's going on? What the actual here? news is. Yes.
2: yes. Yeah. So the County of Santa Clara actually uh, declared that um, they're going to have, uh, that they're banning uh, sports, live sports, um, for, you know, including, obviously, this affected the 49ers. It affected the NHL with the Sharks. Um, and apparently what it is, is that they're really banning the teams from playing games there. So uh, the 49ers had to shut down the stadium, Levi's, and they had to shut down their training facility as well. So they can't practice and they can't have games in their home turf, um, which was really shocking to see that. Uh, for me personally, it was just kind of shocking. I know I had messaged to you guys. I know Sunny already knew beforehand, but it was one of those things where I was like, wait, what? Like, it's one thing to tell like a uh, a league or whatever, hey, no fans allowed. It's like telling a restaurant, you got to do takeout only or delivery. That's fine. But to tell the team you can't even perform at that place, even though it's just all, it's only you guys by yourselves, you know, no fans. I don't know, man. That's, that's like telling the business, like what, which is what's going to supposedly happen tomorrow, a Monday, uh, the stay at home that like, you know, if you're a business, you can only be open for a certain amount of stuff, maybe pick up only. And even then when the first shutdown happened back in March, you know, you can even have your business open period, you know? So, um, it just felt like, uh, uh, you know, I, I, when I when I saw that when I heard that, that that was happening I was like no that's it doesn't seem right I kind of felt the NFL will have to figure something out you know like yeah. who do you pay to uh, <laughs> to like kind of get exempt status from this uh, <laughs> from this from this thing you know because uh, it just feels like it, it doesn't seem right but at the same time. I guess looking back now, in hindsight, maybe you should have done a bubble season and maybe condensed the season to just, you know, I don't know, 10 games or whatever. I don't know. Now it just feels like this is what happens when... When you try to just do the things the way you thought would work best for you, um, and now we're seeing what happens when government gets involved, and now it's it's it feels weird, it feels awkward for us fans watching
0: this. Look, sports is absolutely a luxury, man. It does not need to be happening. Honestly, I mean, I'd rather they shut down sports before they shut down all the bars and restaurants, <laughs> you know, and small businesses. To be quite honest, because sp- it's just it's just not important, you know. No. Um, I mean, speaking to the shit show that this whole event has, or this whole thing has blown up into. Do you, Do you know that the Niners had to hurry up and leave LA and catch their flight right away so that they're back before midnight in Santa Clara County? Because if they weren't back before midnight when the new when the new um, restrictions take place, they were going to automatically have to go into a 14 day quarantine, wow. which was going to affect their next two weeks of play. Basically, wow. essentially... Yeah, exactly. So they literally hopped out of there um, to get... Luckily, it's not that lo- The airport's not far from SoFi Stadium. Yeah, it's like Stadium. a 30-minute flight or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the flight is, is an hour flight, a 45-minute flight. Um, but that's how crazy it is, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
2: that's insane.
0: And I'm not actually blaming... I'm not, I, I don't mean to say crazy as to... Uh,
1: it's just know, logistically speaking. That's how crazy yeah, exactly. it is. Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't mean to criticize the county for taking these these right. measures. Um but exactly the the extent, and and and, and in cooperation or in, in, accord, in yeah, accordance Yeah, the links of the leagues are going through league. to make
1: this league, this this season happen. It's which, which is crazy. so
0: stupid. I mean, listen, listen, look. The Ravens and Steelers ended up getting rescheduled because I think eighteen Baltimore Ravens uh, players ended up testing positive. Or or were exposed. I don't remember the exact if they all tested positive or it was just that they were exposed. So they had to they had to be put on the quarantine list or the COVID list. To mm-hmm. me though, it's a shit show because the Niners had the exact same thing happen a month ago, and there was no rescheduling. No, the Niners had to suit up with all their backups and yep. take the L. You know, and so and yet suddenly here the Ravens are because it's a marquee matchup. You know, it's a it's a rivalry game against the Steelers. This is why it's I call bullshit on it.
2: They got pushed back twice. Exactly, it was supposed to play thursday thanksgiving i believe and it got pushed back to sunday and then over the weekend they said we're pushing it to tuesday Mm. and then on top of that uh i think they promoted this during the rams niners game that the ravens versus cowboys game is getting pushed back exactly monday like so there's like two monday night games quote-unquote even though it's 2 p.m for us right it's crazy to see how they're favoring the more like marquee and i mean the uh the Dallas Cowboys are are not doing good at all, but they they get they get the favoritism like like no other Don't in, in this started, in this league. Man. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like it's one thing for the Ravens, and I totally get it. It was so obvious that the NFL was like, no, we need to have Lamar Jackson on the field. The Steelers are undefeated. We gotta make sure that it looks like a dope matchup. It can't be like a you know third string players playing against the undefeated team. It has to look good. And it sucks because then look at what happened with the Broncos. Yeah. They all through all their three quarterbacks. <laughs> couldn't participate in today's game and they weren't getting rescheduled similar to the Niners exactly. like you said earlier they were instead the Broncos had to play a quarterback that they signed just last minute who only had a, a high school state championship and only played like in college for a bit and and, and this they, is
0: for this is such an important game because the Saints were number one in the NFC they're playing the Saints yeah and the Saints yeah. were only up one game prior to the game starting over the Rams for the yeah. number one overall seed so this is why when we've ta- had this conversation in the past Alex when I would say my yeah. COVID ridden Niners and you'd be like everybody's had to deal with it but bullshit man <laughs> it hasn't been apples to apples because the yes. NFL has not treated everybody the same you know yeah. um, so that's why my gripe that's where my gripe comes from
1: and that's fair it's a fair gripe for, and that's on the league right yeah it's for treating the, the teams when they do get the outbreaks my argument is this: every team is having to deal with the outbreak however how the league handles it totally different story yeah because and nobody's
0: having to deal with what santa clara county is dealing with yeah you know what i'm no, saying that's so fair. that's that's yeah. what i'm saying it's like but that's it's-
1: california as a whole but santa clara is a lot more strict than the LA county is right now.
0: but the league this this just speaks to how inefficient and how unorganized and how unplanned this really was yeah mm-hmm. um and how arrogant you know and 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 mm-hmm. And it drives me crazy because, of course, yeah. I'm still sitting here on my fucking sofa watching these games, uh, <laughs> yeah. essentially supporting this big business uh, yeah. that, that keeps fucking up left and right. You know, yeah. so
2: just, I just, I just think that I just think that like it's it's crazy to see that happen at Santa Clara, and I could totally see that influencing the state of California. Mm-hmm. I could totally see L.A. County eventually maybe down the line doing the same thing. And then right. the Rams and Chargers are, are also, like, uh, in trouble. Um, more so the Chargers because it's going to be one of those, well, they're not really contending, so who really cares? You know, like, right. let's just cancel the rest of their games.
0: Well, if you they know? listen to this podcast, they'll know that the Rams are frauds, so don't worry about the Rams either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: the Rams being frauds, I don't think they're frauds. I think Goff <laughs> is the fraud. I think... Huh. He oh, here we is, go. And Goff, I do not <laughs> trust. I do not yeah. think he is our quarterback. I really want them to go out there and make a trade for another quarterback, a better established quarterback that fits this system better because he, he and McVay are just not on the same page anymore. And yeah,
0: it, you got a lot of money in that arm. I mean, you got a that's lot. Of, I, don't, I don't see who's going to take Why? on that contract. You can't trade him. Good luck. You're stuck, <laughs> yeah. You're stuck with this dude. You're stuck with this dude. So the
1: Broncos.
0: <laughs> 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 That's
2: what I'm thinking. Um no dude for reals, I I totally feel you on that with the uh, and it's interesting because every time I was watching uh the Rams snap the ball, it I don't know why it, it is that they keep doing the same the whole RPO thing where Goff pretends to, to hand it off and then runs to either one side or the other and then tosses it to Woods or Cup. And it's like, at some point, the defense is going to figure out you're fake handing it off every time. <laughs> so, like, I think that's the other thing, too, is that there's this weird, like, again, like, that's play the call creativity.
1: It. That's play, yeah, play call. You
2: know? Yeah. But you know what? Like, you know, in, in regards to just the Niners-Rams thing, I mean, I've always said division games are tough. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, division teams just know each other really well. I mean, that's just... You know, that's just what it is. That's a big part of it too. So yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that uh uh the bigger obviously the bigger task is when you're playing against the the Saints and the Buccaneers or some other team in the NFC that's also like about to make it to the Super Bowl and that's or whatever. Where
1: I think the Rams do shine when they have to play against tougher teams like the Bucks, like they did last Monday night, in that tough game, they found a way to get the win. Tougher teams? Yes it doesn't get any tougher than the
0: Niners. Let, me, I let mean, me tell you.
1: Obviously, it, you don't get any tougher than two losses against a team, so yes, but <laughs> I agree. But that's what I'm saying, because the Niners are a tough team, and there's no doubt about it, especially when they play at the Rams. But yeah. as one of the you know division leaders and, and uh, one of the um, playoff teams in the NFC, the Buccaneers were going to be a tough matchup on last Monday night, and and they showed as much. But the Rams found a way to get that win, especially when they lead in the second half or something like what twenty two and zero. <laughs> you know, under Coach McVay, just you know, keeping the lead, getting the lead, keeping the lead, and sticking to their game plan and not allowing points in the second half, which they gave up ten points um, to Tampa, Tampa Bay, uh, in that second half, which is like a higher. What they they usually give three or less in the second half. They have something ridiculous like that defensively. And uh, um, just so you know, the um, the uh, Rams actually outscored the 49ers in the second half six to, uh, by one point, but didn't get the, oh, is didn't that, get is the that,
0: You want a golf clap for that? I just want to, you know, 16 just a to 17.
1: Clap. I just want yeah. the, the the audience to know that the Rams are indeed a second-half team. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but it uh, th- didn't happen that they weren't a first-half team.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm sure yeah, they were a second half team in that Super Bowl they were in too, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think they were <laughs> much of a second half team in that Super Bowl.
0: So wait a minute. Okay. The reason why I call the Rams frauds is because let's look at the schedule and let's see who they've really beat. Okay. Here we go. They've beat all of the NFC East, which who we all know here is the worst. Is made up of trash. You know, pick your pick your color of trash can. You got you got different <laughs> the the team leading that division right now is what, four and seven? Five and seven, so,
1: uh, something ridiculous like that. Yeah,
2: four and seven. Yeah, four, four and seven. seven. It was. It might be Washington because they uh, beat between the
1: uh,
0: they, the Giants. I think and it's the N-Y. Giants because the Giants won today. They're technically. They technically have the tiebreaker. Um, so they're four and seven. You beat every single team in the NFC East already. Okay, so that's four of your. How many wins do you have? Seven. Seven as 4 of your 7 wins that's more than half of your wins. You did impressively beat the Tampa Bay Bucks, but as we've seen with this Tampa Bay team, they are hot or cold. They right. they have not they didn't they wet the bet against they, the Saints they wet mm-hmm. the bet against the Rams they lost today to to the defending champs the the Chiefs so who are the bucks really I don't think we really know who the bucks are so are they a great team I don't think so are they a good team yeah probably you know that's that they're a good team that can be a yeah, playoff team yeah exactly and then outside of that you guys beat the Seahawks 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 yeah yeah who the Seahawks have shown some vulnerabilities they're, so, so when I say the Rams are frauds,
1: I would that's say they're the not
0: evidence that I'm pointing to. They're you not
1: fraud. A strong in, ass word right there, Sonny. Meaning I think what I mean by consistent. What I there. mean by
0: fraud is just because it says number one next to their name <laughs> in the division standings doesn't mean that that's where they belong.
1: Well, today it's number <laughs> two after <laughs> after the loss today, thanks to your 49ers. That's but right. I'm really excited for next week's matchup against the Cardinals. That will be another tough matchup there. So we'll yep. see what – but this is the – But look at the I Cardinals.
0: To, the Cardinals have also shown to, to be – what kind, we don't even know what the Cardinals ex- – with There's the exception of like the
1: Steelers and the Chiefs, who else is out there doing damage every week? It's it's this is COVID 2020. Anything could happen
0: in a year. I, you're right about that. That that's the truest thing you just said. And that's <laughs> what that's what's giving the Rams actual uh, the Rams a chance, is that this year is unlike any other year in COVID um illnesses and COVID people that are missing games due to COVID or being put on the COVID list, and injuries. Because if this was a normal year, the Rams would be scrapping for that sixth or seventh spot in the playoffs right now. That's why I say they're frauds.
1: Once again, I, I think they're inconsistent. Like every other team in the league has proven to be.
0: Chiefs are not that inconsistent.
1: Well, with the ex- with the exception of the Steelers, they're not Steelers. inconsistent.
0: How could you be? Well, there's oh exceptions, right? Well, they have it's great, great offenses. <laughs> do you think listen to this podcast? Think about it. The Browns. Hey, I know one of us do. Okay, one <laughs> of us listen to this podcast, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who doesn't. <laughs> you legit tried to steal one of my clapbacks <laughs> that was given on this podcast you threw it in a text like you were some sly oh, fox God. and i was like wait a minute that sounds awfully that sounds like familiar i would say <laughs> that sounds like some shit i would throw out mm. and uh, only to, to you revert back to learn. episode
1: uh, 12 and say yeah i did say that yeah
0: exactly <laughs> let the record state: alex has taken some of my takes and my heat <laughs> from this podcast and used it
1: <laughs> In future uh, texts,
0: <laughs> these are universal takes.
1: Just like any other comedian would say, these are common ideas. They just yep. come to me. <laughs> I'm like the Carl's Mencia of, of yeah, sports exactly. takes here. Yeah, you're stealing my jokes, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious, man. But we'll see what happens. But the NFL gets figures this out, and hopefully, we could still see some sports because you know. Uh, what is that uh, that quote by the, the Reds pit, uh, bullpen pitcher? Uh, Sports is the reward of a functioning society. And right now, we're not functioning very well. <laughs> so let's no. see if we can get it all figured out. Uh, yep, All together. We're all in this together. Wear your there mask, is, wash your hands.
0: There is rumor. Oh, we're back to those sayings. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> it should, you should have never stopped, fuckers, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you should have been washing your hands, wearing your mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, s- There is rumor that the Niners could potentially play at the moment. San Diego is a rumor. Um, Although uh, if Donald, if, 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 you know, what Donald believes might play out and that's all of California, you know, having more stringent um, orders in place, then that rules out San Diego. And then Arizona has already offered their stadium to the Niners. So we'll see, man. We got the Bills Mafia coming up next Monday night. I, it's a, it was supposed to be a home game, whatever that fucking means in COVID, you know. Um, right. Yeah. And now we're so playing. So that means that you guys are, is that Niners going to Buffalo now? N- I, I hope not. Th- <laughs> it better be played out here in the West. Let's, let Buffalo Buffalo still travel to the West yeah, Coast, exactly. you know. I don't care where we play it, but yeah, just uh, we'll see. So. Yeah, because
1: even if you don't have your home crowd for a home game, at least you're making the other team travel cross country. Yeah, like country don't don't let, let, let them sleep again. in
0: their own beds, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no,
1: I hear you. Yeah, so, uh, even if you, like you said, Arizona. What about Reno? Reno's not too far. What kind of stadiums are out there in Nevada? Because yeah, not can too we far. play
0: in Vegas? You know, we used to <laughs> at let the, the Raiders. At the new Raiders. Stadium. We used to let the Raiders <laughs> just kind of ride our coattails in the Bay. Why know. can't we just temporarily uh, <laughs> take over their stadium? What about They're, the Coliseum?
1: The Oakland Coliseum? That's still hey, there. Speaking of no frauds.
0: Speaking of frauds, that's another team for you right there, dude. The uh, <laughs> the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, the, excuse the me, the Vegas. Las Vegas Raiders. So. <laughs> oh man speaking of
1: frauds we gotta speak to that other la football team the lafc fraud fraud club who (laughs) is that what it is los angeles fraud club is that what it is now
0: no los angeles football covid team. okay get it right
1: they were in they were in the audi play mls playoffs presented by audi i don't know if you caught that all over (laughs) there they're freaking branded for the mls playoffs um so they had to take on the reigning defending MLS Cup champion Seattle Sounders and when we were going into this game you were confident about it. You you thought they were going to do well. Uh we even placed a wager on this game. Yeah. Uh, a little parlay between two bets between uh <laughs> Monday night uh my LA Rams and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Rams took care of business that night, leading leading us into Tuesday night against LAFC in Seattle. How did that game work out for you? Son? You know,
0: I still have lawsuits pending on okay, the uh, okay. results right now. So, <laughs> I we have not certified our bet yet, uh, until it's official. I thought until... you wanted to
1: recount the goals. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're recounting. Uh, Turns out there's I one have... extra
1: goal for Seattle now.
0: Yeah, I have my lawyers looking into it. All right, so, uh, <laughs> to be determined. No, I'm just playing. Um, yeah, man, it was uh tough loss just it felt like the team never really had a chance once that whistle got going once the ball got rolling um uh, seattle just again managed to outclass lafc i mean albeit with lafc missing some of their big guns and, I, and i'm i hate to use excuse but it's it's one of those things like yeah
1: it's warranted now it's not even an excuse anymore yeah. it's just it has to be a footnote
0: yeah, like you wish – and it. As, and I hate to do it because I don't mean to take anything away from Seattle's right. success. But from my own team's perspective, you wish they were closer to full strength because injuries are a part of the game. So right. you know they could have missed one or two players due to regular injuries. But when it's due to this world that we're in right now with COVID and FIFA is – talk about another corporation or organization <laughs> that's fucking shit up. You know, FIFA kind of – to blame partially for for the MLS teams missing some of their players now and their best players because obviously your best players are going to play with their national teams. You don't get the scrubs unless you're soft and legit that gets called <laughs> to like you know play with <laughs> there's the national team. Usually the scrubs don't get called to play with the national team. So with yeah. that being said, though, I mean Seattle, it was survival of the fittest, man. They didn't mm-hmm. have the the COVID bug hit them at at that particular time um except for one player and and their players showed up man Rui diaz balled out um and they they jordan morris man I, every time i see that guy play against lafc like i'm like is this the same jordan morris from five, like four or five years ago because he was such a letdown and now it feels like he's finally coming into his own um yeah man Playoff dis- morris yeah it was disappointing uh we got nothing from Vela. He looked like a dude that was completely out of rhythm. Um Yeah. Because, yeah. because that
1: stopped on a penalty kick. Yeah, How and, rare and it was is a ter- that? it
0: was a terrible penalty kick too. I mean, but that's that yeah. speaks to a player that doesn't have the confidence, you know, or the mm. rhythm. Um
1: just so much rust. I mean, field rust is is apparently real. Right? It is, it's man. A different it game is.
0: Shape. Exactly. Uh we didn't we didn't really involve Bradley Wright Phillips as much as I felt we should have um at west that didn't do much for us our midfield didn't do much for us yeah we just we just we we did create a couple chances so Mm -hmm. i i don't mean to 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 make it sound like it was a complete blowout Mm -hmm. um but it just felt like seattle had their thumb on the game the entire time you know um yeah that game could have easily gotten out of hand as much as lafc was actually in it at one point you know yeah oh yeah yeah. that's fair so i I
1: think as much as it could have gotten out of hand it could have gone a different way too had they been they were in it had they executed those chances like that vela goal a penalty kick if right. the, had he scored that it would have tied it at one yeah i mean even at one point in uh West scored in the 77th minute to make it two one at that yeah. point before morris sealed the game away and also morris had a clean look and miss went wide i mean yeah. there was a, i think a couple of crossbars hit too by seattle yep. so i mean yep. it could have been Another more goals for Seattle. But I mean, you I mean, you gotta take solace in the fact that this 3-1 score wasn't a blowout, especially with your depleted team. Four big off four two big offensive threats, your two big offensive threats essentially. And then defensively and midfield, you had four guys out. So I mean, I, I was actually surprised to how much you guys were still in the game. And that just shows you how good, how much depth that team does have and uh, as an LA Galaxy fan it's scary as hell to see that because this this LAFC team is no pushover whatsoever and they're just like a piece or two away from getting over I I
0: was hoping they'd find their inner Niners and just (laughs) fight (laughs) through the COVID you know and all the excuses and just find a way to win man but um, yeah it was not to be against against a legit team like the Seattle Sounders there you go (laughs)
1: Uh, Donald do you have any thoughts on this game?
0: yeah yeah no
2: similar to sunny man uh seattle just looked locked in and it was insane to see uh seattle's defense just completely shut down uh lc's offense carlos velo didn't do much it felt like he wasn't not on the field at times it, it and um i mean it, yeah that penalty miss was a huge part and it it almost I remember when it when he missed it, or it didn't even missed it the shot. Saved. It just yeah. it got blocked. Yeah, it was yeah. saved. It just felt like, oh wow, this just has the makings of LFC this wasn't meant for like LAFC to win it. Like it's just there's no way you're cause I think if it was one-one, things change, uh, momentum might have swung. Um, especially because LAFC needed every chance they could get. And uh it was it was it was a bummer. It was a bummer not to see uh, the four guys that were missing mm-hmm. due to international duty you know, how dare the FIFA not care about MLS and prioritizing <laughs> it like that. You know, uh, this elite uh, league of a, in the world. Right. That's right. <laughs> Put some respect on that league. <laughs> Put some respect on that. Um, yeah, so it was it was crazy. But yeah, I, I totally feel like what Sunny was saying, like it felt like LAFC was chasing the game pretty much from the get go. Um, but yeah, it was it was insane seeing Seattle just look locked in. I mean, definitely looked like the number two team. Um, but uh, man, it's been a wild MLS playoffs, and I think it was interesting seeing that this was the game that to me looked like it went exactly how I thought it was gonna go. Um, I was hoping for like a crazy MLS playoff thing to happen, like how we've seen in the other games. But uh, yeah, it's it's it it was uh, upsetting, but you know, I think the teams in the West are just always scarier than the ones in the East so far, and uh, it, it shows. So I mean, again, I. Probably not going to be surprised if Seattle wins it again and they go back to back. I feel like, you know, it's definitely there. It's in the cards.
1: Um, Yeah, we'll see. This MLS playoffs has been exciting to watch the games I have seen. Like, of what, three of these games, two of these games have went to penalty kicks. So that's yeah. always exciting to see, especially Orlando. One was crazy. Even our group chats went like penalty kicks, another game in penalty kicks. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean that's always. And exciting. in
2: the East, uh, they knocked out the two top teams. Yeah, man.
0: New New England and, and Nashville are are the little yeah. engines. They that, look pretty good. Yeah, New England kept. Rolling. I'm like, whoa. Yep. yep. So look out, man. I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those. It's going to be one of those uh, old tests of of momentum versus better team. Which one's going to win out? Because right now those teams in the East have all the momentum. And the team in the West, like Donald said, usually on paper, the better teams. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how the final plays out.
1: My pick to win the cup this year is still you your s-
0: second pick. You mean my second pick, Sporting <laughs> KC. Oh, Alan okay. Sporting Alan Kansas, Alan okay.
1: led Sporting KC is going to win this cup this year. Who
0: was your first pick? Remind uh, the folks.
1: Uh, we don't. There was uh, another Mexican star was on that team, and, and they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't get very far. I think they play um, in Florida. Is that right? <laughs> it was uh, a uh, pisado, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Uh, So that's funny how you were mentioning uh, fact-checking on Twitter because uh, there's a there's a tweet by somebody named Will Forbes uh, who goes at the handle at, at transfers MLS, and he tweeted out, MLS is better than Liga and Meckies. And Twitter says, official sources say this claim is true. Those are shots fired, huh, Shots Sonny? fired. Shots fired. I... I mean, like we were talking about the exciting playoffs, the exciting shootouts to like determine a playoff winner. Those are niche, right? Like you don't want big games to be settled by shootouts. At least, okay. Not but let me ask playoffs. you: Does more exciting equal better? It says I. I don't. I wouldn't think so. I would think the level of skill makes correct. Them better. Correct. Because because if he means more exciting, then sure,
0: I could I could see how MLS is more exciting. You know why? Because Everybody is on the is closer on the same playing field in right. the MLS. Whereas, because yeah, don't don't even give that's ludicrous.
1: His first tweet <laughs> was MLS is a very exciting league, and official sources say this claim is true, which I agree with. Right, I immediately give that a heart. But also, the whole uh, league MLS is better than Guy I I don't know, man. I I see that it's a totally different style that's being played down there. And I I prefer to watch Liga Mekis when I whenever I see it, just because it seems like they're they're trying to create. But they also they also do this thing where they're trying to create too much and they don't take enough shots for my liking, which MLS does just like, hey, we're we're kind of near, we're kind of near, let's let's give it a shot. But when they do take shots from far, those are usually like good golazos because they can beat goaltenders from like what thirty five yards out. It's like take those shots, man. But they don't. The thing that
0: makes MLS more exciting is that the defense is so atrocious in the <laughs> MLS that naturally you're you're that means the offenses are going to create more chances, right? You know, whereas yeah, whereas in a, a league like Liga Imechis or or the European leagues, the teams are more balanced throughout. And uh-huh. so you get more 1-1s that are, that are very strategic but and a lot of missed opportunities or uh, over-creating because the team's try- trying to do too much. And, and in MLS, oh, man, it's, 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 it's come a long way, mm-hmm. but it has some more work to do in terms of catching <laughs> yeah. up to the rest of the, of the world in terms of quality of soccer on the field. Again, teams like Atlanta um even these newer clubs like Nashville um you know LAFC obviously they mm-hmm. they all have made the league that much better you know because their style yeah. of play is more is is more conducive to um yeah. what the rest of the world plays mm, you know yeah. so and
2: also w- more teams just equals more more opportunity for other players to come and play in this correct. league that probably wouldn't have had opportunity to come you know, and then you get to see different styles get introduced. Um, we don't see this. I mean, I wasn't expecting Nashville to be this good, but dang, they're they're kind of they're 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 pretty impressive right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, talking about Nashville, they're in the 90th minute, zero zero, looking good to go to extra time. There. Oh, there
0: we go, there we go.
1: We may see another you know shootout in that Columbus versus Nashville matchup. That's just. It's so nutty this MLS playoff format. And and so that's
0: and, and, and that's another thing is that what makes the MLS exciting um is the the playoffs, you know. Whereas team other leagues in Europe don't have playoffs unless it's unless it's Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, so you feel like a lot of teams have a chance, even though they finish seventh in the in the league standings. Um, whereas in all these other European leagues, not in Liga MX because Liga MX also has a playoffs, mm-hmm. but uh, in all these other leagues, it's whoever finishes first at the end of the season that's your champion. Um, and there is some value to that. What what works against MLS is that they don't have relegation. And yeah. unfortunately, they will never have relegation because there's if there's never that threat of your team's about to be out the first division and you're going to lose all this revenue, et cetera, et cetera, um, then the league, I don't think, will ever equal the talent that is being played all over the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. And the
1: Liga MX uh playoffs featured a marquee matchup of its Super Clásico chivas versus america and i gotta say i love that they play two legs like that that's the way playoffs should be played it's like as close as you can get to a series you know covid willing but <laughs> i think that's why they are doing the shootouts right because they know they can't do two legs in mls right. this year that's like hey man you were lucky to get one game onto the pitcher you know let's get a clear winner here and move on move on that's yeah what you i, have
0: to I do. love how liga MX does it i i i the only thing I don't like about how Liga MX and does, does it is in the final. It's also two legs, where I feel like the final mm. should always be just one game. These two teams earned it; they they got their spot. The final dance may the best team win, and that's it. And if that yeah. t- ends in a draw, then you go to PKs. Fine. That's how the World Cup is played, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the only that's the only wrinkle I would like. I would wish there was a hybrid, you know. MLS used to have the aggregate scoring, the home and away legs. Right, right. And then they did away with it last season, um, I guess, to make it more exciting. So, but yeah, to me.
2: Well, they did it because they wanted to kind of now make it more for the international breaks. They wanted the cup to be done. And then when international breaks happen, like the the players can just go and there's no like commitment like what would happen what happened this season they were trying to avoid that obviously COVID got in the way but they were trying to avoid an international break in the middle of the playoffs that's why they decided to do away with the two legs um was for that purpose because I guess they're realizing that yeah it's taking way too long to get the season done and America's just not there yet with like It's bad enough we're trying to get people to watch the MLS, but then now it's taking too long to get, you know, to get to the cup, to get to the championship. And the thing is, it's too much for America right now to handle all that info. You know what I mean? It's kind of like what you guys are planning with. That's not how soccer works. Like there's so many rules that are different. Patent. That I think that we have. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, I mean, that's just what it is. And I think. That would be great when when this when the spin off happens is to be able to explain this thing to streamline it because I think there is an audience out there that wants that's hungry for soccer in America. They're getting they're seeing how big the women are. They're seeing that the new US team is like all international guys and they're pretty I mean they look pretty competitive, nothing crazy, but you know, it looks better than during the Donovan years and the, all that and the former years. But uh, I think that, that MLS is trying its best to to tweak the schedule to to uh, make sure that, you know, uh, it's digestible so that soccer fans in America don't complain too much about the breaks.
1: And soccer fans in America cannot forget the name Diego Maradona. Of course, rest in peace uh, to the legend, the Argentine legend, um, Diego Maradona. Um, Sonny, did you ever get to see any of his games uh, growing up as a kid, anything like that. You were way too young for that,
0: right? I was gonna say, wait a minute, aren't you the 40
1: year old here? I, I <laughs> am 37 and a half, sir. I'm only this what many. I mean we only know him obviously from the highlights, right? Like, like yeah that's me, me and Maradona we yep. used to do
0: lines together, man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: See that's how <laughs> I soccer came lines to know.
0: for the audience, soccer lines, they're drills. They're called drills. I don't know what that's your right. where your mind went here. <laughs>
1: uh, there is a great Netflix special Diego uh Maradona in Mexico and uh, that's really worth checking out if you can when he went to go coach uh, the team down there in Sinaloa, I believe they were, Sinaloa yeah. Dorados. And it's funny, like the media, obviously, like what are you doing down here in Sinaloa is because there's drug cartels down here. Do you owe them money? Are they making you coach down here? And it's so <laughs> funny. And that team actually did really well, and they almost, got, um, they almost won promotion. And yeah. it's a really good uh, docu- uh, series. So It's worth checking out. I think both you and, and um, I think all, we've all talked about this series. We've all seen this, right? Yeah, it's I. I mean, I encourage everybody who listens to this podcast to check it out on Netflix if you haven't already, because it's it's such a well done document, and that's kind of like what how I know Maradona as like this coach, just like this large in life personality, and just seeing him, you know, coach this way, and every the, the awe and respect that all the younger players have for him still. Yeah, my, just my so my old man, legend.
0: my old man has. Um VHS videos, if if wow. y'all remember what VHS yes. is, well, I'm old enough to remember. <laughs> for, for the kids out there, VHS <laughs> was like this actual physical media before DVDs <laughs> that you would have to put into what something that was called the VCR, wow. um, and you would have to rewind.
1: And <laughs> it's so crazy. There's kids who don't know what VHS is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so
0: he had <laughs> he had these old VHS, the, right. these like soccer anthology series, you know. Um, and that's kind of how what was my first introduction to Maradona and the greats like Pele, And because it had all of these players. Um and I remember watching them as a kid with my pops. And that's that was my first exposure to to the greatness that was Maradona and just being like, wow. And of course, for the record, my dad maintains to this day that Pele is the greatest player of all nice. time. Um, not to rain on any Maradona, you know, super fans out there that are in the streets mourning. Um but yeah. for me it was like that was, that was how I, I learned through through word of mouth and through seeing the, that video. And then, of course, when YouTube finally became a thing, YouTube being the greats back then. And I remember him coaching Argentina when Messi was younger and him being – in my life, he was more of a character than anything else Um but thanks to the power of the internet, you can go and you can see his greatness. You know, one of the anthologies talked about his, his world cup run, uh, when he, when he led Argentina to glory and, and it went through every single game and it was like, wow, this guy was special. Um, so yeah, man, it sucks. Anytime you, you lose a legend of a sport like that, or one, somebody who's considered one of the goats, um, if not the goat, depending on who you ask. And, uh, and yeah, may he rest in peace. So, uh, it's 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 a it's 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 a huge loss for the soccer world, and it was Absolutely. great to see all these tributes, you know, across the league and and even in rugby. I think I seen I seen yes, them do a right. tribute, yeah, yeah, yeah New yeah, Zealand, yeah, which was yeah. wild. Um, so yeah, that was that's kind of how I knew Maradona at my age,
2: yeah. No uh, uh similar to Sonny I obviously 1986 World Cup I was born that year I think I was a month old when the Hand of God <laughs> was happening and um so it was it was crazy but you know I always knew his name um because of growing up playing soccer at school playing soccer with uh, other friends at elementary that were soccer fans and we talk about um you know who we were like i'm um, kobe jones mariso um, Sanfuegos, obviously galaxy related because it was around that time that the galaxy were forming and uh you always knew like, even with my family like my parents and my other family members like um maradona was a name you kind of just heard of um because again the world cup like he brought a world cup to his country which is an honor to do to your to your nation um I know, th- I know this is kind of like the, the flack that Messi gets is that he wasn't, you know, hasn't been able to accomplish that yet. Um, but, uh, obviously that's because he is from the same country that Maradona is from and Argentina just has those kind of standards for you if you are going to play soccer for, for the, for the national team. Um, but I, I knew that he was a little off here and there, heard stories that, you know, he had a crazy life and all that. And obviously now with the documentaries, it's all out there, um, it, and yeah, like I, I I, always knew he was one of the greatest to do it. So, I mean, bringing a World Cup was was a lot. That means a lot to, to the history books in soccer. And uh, similar to like Sonny, definitely a legend. Um, I think to me, he's up there with like the Ali, you know, with when you think about like greatest sports figures, uh, legendary figures, not just in their sport, but just in terms of worldwide impact, you know. I think he's up there with like Muhammad Ali, you know, Jackie Robinson type of stuff where it's like, you say Diego Maradona, like it means a lot and people are going to be like, oh yeah, like I remember that guy. So, um, can't really say that about a lot of soccer players. So it's, 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 it's crazy, but you know, his passing, I think definitely a lot of people felt, I know the nation of Argentina was mourning. Um, I saw the videos of them just crying on the streets and, um, it goes to show you that, um you know he was really impactful and and he meant a lot to the world of soccer and to the sports world in general so, Well, yeah. it's
1: interesting how the world of of soccer always has this like an an icon superstar that kind of started with pele as like the original maybe like big world big icon then you would say maradona was probably second like right right on right after him and it's kind of paved the way to like the messies Ronaldo's and now it's kind of it's there's more than just the one I mean who would you say was an icon in Maradona's time I mean I I can't think of anybody I'm not a big football fan the way you guys are I mean it was just him
0: well there were there were Johan Cruyff Johan Cruyff was a was an icon in his own right during the same era uh the the thing that separated Maradona was again winning that World Cup glory and the fact the character that he was persona um, right exactly that that's that's exactly the persona of maradona just kind of um transcended the sport mm-hmm. you know um for for a lot of soccer fans you know especially when he played for napoli too when it, that was his club team you know that's during a time that italy's l- league was one of the most popular in the world you know so yeah. and thanks to Mar- to having players like maradona but to say he's peerless i i mean my myself personally i i don't get carried away with that you know um i do think he was great do i think he was the greatest i think it's hard to judge when you're when you're yeah. judging uh cross cross generations you know because the sport just keeps evolving and has Absolutely. been evolving so um he was definitely why- one of one of the greats
1: that's why the Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Goat talk is always going to have those weird caveats because the league's so different now. Yeah, so you always just got to appreciate these greats for the time that they played in. You know, Pelé, Maradona, Zlatan, Messi. Oh, you no, know, true God, greats from the world. Just sneak huh? in Zlatan, you know, in there. the true greats. Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., the true greats of the world. Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. You know, the you La can't Hoya. forget the greats. And some the of them are yeah, still doing it. Even Slattan, like yeah, of course. Never oh, yeah, that's true. Zlatan oh is ageless. Yeah, except, remember, <laughs> remember, I remember meant Mike Tyson? <laughs>
0: except, remember Zlatan, the one. Forget the two years, like his agent said, where he where he didn't do it when he played with a specific team.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he. He never named the team though. So he did. He no, did. He didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see that part in the quote. That's that's all fake news here. Uh, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. got to an exhibition uh, box sparring match. It wasn't a boxing match, even though they told us it was going to be when they, before they ordered the pay-per-view. But once you, know, you start talking to them about it a little bit more, you find out, no, it's just a, a hard sparring exhibition. There's not supposed to be any real scoring, and yet there was scoring, and there wasn't anybody trying to knock each other out. Although Mike Tyson looked like he was trying to knock somebody out, so how did you caught some of that fight. What'd you think of it? I
0: did, man. Surprisingly, I was not planning. It was a spur of the moment thing where I was like, "Oh, to- tonight's the Roy Jones Mike Tyson fight, right?" And it turned out I didn't have anything to do, so I was like, "You know what? I'm going to watch that fight." So uh, I tuned in and I got to see Nate Robinson get knocked the <laughs> fuck out by oh Jake, Wall, which was, you know, rest in peace to Nate Robinson. <laughs> 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 He's still sleeping. Yeah, um, but no, I thought I thought it, I was I was very much. It's one of those things when you go in with low expectations, you sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. I went in with very low explet- expectations, and I was pleasantly surprised from the Snoop Dogg performance, the Wiz Khalifa <laughs> performance, to the actual fight itself. I was like, yeah, this is this is a good time. Um, I thought Tyson still, for a 50 year old man, still. A, Dangerous, man. Yeah. <laughs> like um Roy Jones. A hey, credit to that dude for hanging in there and lasting all eight rounds and hugging the shit out of him every chance he could get, and uh, getting sneaking in a couple himself on the uh, the former heavyweight champ. All in all, it was it was it was a good time, man. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy to sit here in 2020 and be like, "Wow, like I'm watching Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight in 2020." How crazy <laughs> can this year yeah. get? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, I didn't get to hear any of it because I was uh, watching some kind of stream quote unquote on the social uh, media <laughs> so I couldn't hear uh, the commentary but people were singing the praises of one Snoop Dogg doing, the, doing the commentary. I heard he did He, he tore well, it up.
0: Right? It made me want, you know, we've spoken on this podcast and on on the Fox Trade podcast about these versus battles. It made me think like yo, Snoop has to go up there on a versus battle against somebody else. Like we gotta mm. we, because you almost forget you take for granted how many hits this man uh, is responsible for you know um yeah he did did his stuff with no limit which which he rarely does you know Mm. Uh, no he did a versus with dmx see i missed it i missed it man um when you
2: when your cousin was talking about that i was all like oh dang that's crazy that he watched the verses because i watched them too but yeah the the one with dmx and snoop is very memorable because snoop was the one that like carried the show and that was like when you were talking about the commentary at the boxing match like, yeah, I kinda I yeah. saw that at the verses. So yeah, he could totally oh, he yeah. could host a show, man. It's crazy. I'm surprised I mean, he hasn't. He has, yet.
0: right? Didn't he do a game show? Wasn't he like hosting a game show or something like that? Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot yeah. the name I'm of it. I'm not sure if it's still around, but it was like I remember when they ran the promos for it and stuff like that. But yeah, Snoop is Snoop is a national treasure, man. Um, you know, from from LB's one of ours. So for sure, I'm just I'm just uh, grateful for that dude.
1: And he sat in on a couple of LA Kings uh, games and doing play by play with them, or color commentary with them. Yeah. And he's know. got he watches the LA Kings. He knows all, most of the players. He knows Drew Downey. He's like, oh, that's my boy Drew Downey. go go Downey. So <laughs> I love that he he's into hockey as well. Big shouts out to hockey NHL. Hopefully gets started up soon. We could talk about that next time. On West Box Score. That's gonna be it for us this week. Um, thank you for downloading listening again. Be sure to follow us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. And also follow Fox Crate Podcast. Refresh that podcast feed. Be sure to follow uh Sonny on Instagram at the fox crate Follow Donald and I on Instagram and Twitter at West Box Score. That's gonna be up for us this week.
0: See ya. Hey, and uh, rest in peace to Abuelo Paz.
2: Yeah, rest in peace, Grandpa.